welcome in Couch Guy Sports Podcast, episode number 221. Two, two, one. CouchGuysports.com for all the written content. Of course, for this podcast, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you can find your podcasts. Uh, rate and review, subscribe on iTunes. That'd be super helpful. Um, share the word, spread the wealth, all the other podcasts on the network. We just launched a new Patriots podcast, Bruins podcast. Shorthanded Takes is the Bruins podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tuck Rule Takes is the Patriots podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we're, we're, we're now covered all sports. We're now there. Every single sport. Couch Guy has its own podcast, all the other podcasts on the network, YouTube channel. Check out the Twitch stream. We just did our first of three of the fantasy football broadcasts live. My, mine and Al's draft was on Twitch live last night. Um, two more leagues to go uh, on Twitch as well. So the other there, more content coming too. Constantly streaming video games, all that stuff. So, And as we're recording, our Couch Guy Sports weekly fantasy football show is going on as well. So check that out every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Shameless mm-hmm. plug. We're in that season, guys. It's fantasy football season. Uh, <clears throat> so what better way to start the show than football news? Absolutely. Let's start football. We got Patriots talk today. Um, for those of you, we, we haven't done a show in a week, so we, we haven't been on since the Cam Newton debacle. Well, not really debacle, but misunderstanding, right? We all know the story by now. Cam Newton and the Patriots apparently misunderstood the rule. Uh, Patriots had a couple days off after their time in Philly. Cam Newton went and traveled. The team said it was fine. Just make sure you're back when practice starts. Um, he got his daily testing, so everything thought they were fine, but it wasn't the right testing according to the, the league um, and what the Patriots were being tested. They went somewhere else. Um, so it wasn't good enough, even though he wasn't positive, they made him wait five days. Um, so that being said, we are now, we're recording Wednesday, tomorrow, Thursday is when he's allowed to be back at camp. Um, so he'll, he's missed some time, but that's whatever, like it's, it's, that's what it is. Um, the two stories out of the Patriots training camp today, obviously the last couple of days, Mac Jones has had all the reps basically, right? Cause Brian Hoyer aren't getting, isn't getting any reps. So Mac Jones got all the reps, uh, which we'll talk about in a minute. And then. Sonny Michelle was actually finally traded. So that was news we woke up to this morning. So we can start there. I woke up, rolled over out of bed, and then all of a sudden just saw that Sonny Michelle was, final, was being traded to the, to the LA Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, the team that he helped defeat in Super Bowl. Uh, what, was, what Super Bowl was that? 53? 53. 53. Um, he is now going to play for them. Cam Akers, we all know, got hurt. He's out for the year. They need help at running back. And the Patriots, you know, have a plethora of running backs to go around. Um, Damian Harris is going to be your number one back. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson has shown that he is capable right away. Um, Sonny Michelle was having a good camp out. Like there was, I'm actually kind of shocked they didn't try to keep him. Um, and then what, was, it, that, was it Akers or was it Austin Eckler that got hurt? I got confused Akers, there. Akers, Akers. It was Akers? Okay. Yep, Eckler's fine. Um, and then you have James White, who's Mr. Reliable third down back. Hopefully Mac Jones is binky. Or Cam Newton, right? I just want him to be involved. Like James, James White is a valuable third down back in this league. Um, and, and then you have the, uh, JJ Taylor, right? So, and who's done really well also in camp and is a little younger. So if it wasn't for the fact that they have so many running backs, Sony Michelle probably would have just made this team. Like he was having a camp, whatever, but now he was traded. Um, what was, he was, it got changed. What did he get traded for? It was, it was a fifth and a sixth, but got moved to a fourth and a sixth. The sixth can be moved to a fourth if the Rams get a comp, uh, compensatory pick. I'm pretty sure that's what the – Well, they changed it. No, that, that got changed. Because the league, the league said you cannot exchange comp conditional picks. You can't exchange those apparently. So now it's going to be a 2020, 2022 sixth-round pick and a 2023 fourth-round pick. And that okay. is, that, that's it. Uh, so you got two picks 
which Bill will try to spin you as well. We got two picks, and Sonny Michelle was great. Um, before I get to this, Al, do you think Sonny Michelle now traded, not a big deal. Again, this year's Patriots team doesn't hurt them, right? We know we have the running back talent there. The three years he was here, Sonny Michelle, first-round draft pick. We all know the story. Had a heck of a run to help you win a Super Bowl, right? Does it hurt this team? And also, was it a bust? Are we looking at that draft pick as a bust? So, was Sony Michelle a bust? No, I don't think so. And it's going to sound strange because you literally just hit the nail on the head, Jared. He had the, the run in the, play, in the 2018 playoffs that helped you get to a Super Bowl. The Chargers game in the divisional, three touchdowns. The AFC Championship game against the Chiefs, two touchdowns. The Super Bowl, the only touchdown. That the was only scored. touchdown in that Super Bowl, yep. Co- correct. So, the thing of it is, is that you can't really call it a bust. He had some injuries and stuff like that. But if you want to say that, you know, you didn't get much back in this trade, then I guess you can say it. But I'm not going to say it's a bust entirely yet. Now, does it hurt this Patriots team? No. And again, you know, because you hit the nail on the head, you basically said everything that I was going to say. You have your feature back in Damian Harris, and he kind of took over in 2020, and you knew that going into 2021, he was going to be your number one back. James White's going to be your number one receiving back. Ramondre Stevenson still has some work to do, but he's shown great a great training camp so far and two good preseason games. I mean, he's been JJ, as good as Sonny Michelle. Right, and J.J. Taylor was a guy that you, got, you, you saw glimpses of in 2020, and I think you're going to see more of in 2021. It actually helps because now it makes the running back room a little bit lighter, and you don't have to worry about those touches, and other guys can get more touches as the season goes along, and they're going to need it. I don't mind the trade. Um, I kind of thought I at this point it, it wasn't going to – I thought it wasn't going to happen, to be honest. Like, we talked so much about Nikhil Harry and that trade rumor. I think Nikhil Harry's going to be on this team now. Um, he won't play. I mean, No, he's, but, he's gonna, gonna, but he's going to make the team. He won't play most places he goes, but he's going to at least be on this team. Um, and, to be fair, you, and to be fair, you don't know, you don't know about Aguilar, right? He, he might not be healthy. He left the field again today. Um, Jacoby Myers is the only solid. Kendrick Bourne's been pretty good. Uh, and then you have a busted tight end, Hunter Henry, right now, still coming back from injury. So like, and, and need... John Smith too, who's been fine though. Like he's been back to full contact, and I think he's going to be okay. So you might need Nikhil Harry just as a body, just in case, right? And mm-hmm. he's shown enough glimpse, I think, in taking over camps. And I think him and Mac Jones have developed the chemistry. Cam Newton has loved him since day one, right? So I think Nikhil Harry ends up making this team. But when it comes to Sony Michelle. I'm kind of surprised it happened right now. <laughs> like he's had a good camp. I, I think the Rams are probably taking his camp for, you know, what it was and hoping that they can get something there uh, to pair him with Austin Eckler. Um, and look, the, the Rams are going to be good, right? They just got Matt Stafford. Um, we think Hegby's going to be good this year because he finally has a quarterback that has a real, uh, that loves his tight ends. And you still have all those solid receivers over there that are going to be fine. So Sonny Michelle is going to a good situation. He's probably going to get more touches there than he would have here. Um, at the end of the day, it's not a big deal. But what this does do is open up the door for Ramondre Stevenson to be your number two back. Um, we know he can catch patches. He's already versatile. He's, he's basically more athletic LeGarrette Blunt, um, yeah. is what, I, what he looks like to me. Um, so I, I don't mind this because it gives him a chance to flourish and play. He's not going to be required to be the number one back because we know Damian Harris could do that. Um, and then you talk to the second storyline of Patriots training camp today about Mac Jones, and I'll get to that gloating in a second. But even just if Mac Jones continues this on and he does good and he, and he plays, it benefits the running backs to have him as your quarterback because you're not going to be drawing up plays as options for Cam Newton. Cam Newton's always his, his own option, number one, right? He's always going to choose his own legs over somebody else's. That's how he's always played. Mac Jones is your prototypical. I'm going to hand the ball off to him 
or I'm going to pass it because I can't run or not run well enough to be a feature. So goal line, you're going to see more touchdowns for Damian Harris and maybe, you know, Stevenson around the goal line. Um, you're going to see more, you know, play actions. You know, you're going to see a more, more, a more Patriot style offense and the running backs will benefit from that. If you have Mac Jones as your starting quarterback, um, you in particular, you drafted the Patriots running back. I did. In our Damian draft Harris. last night, Damian Harris. So like, you know what? You'll benefit from Mac Jones being the starting quarterback. And look, I don't know what, I forget who wrote, who wrote this tweet, but it was the guy who was at camp today. Um, and he said, there's no wonder why the Patriots don't allow video at camp after like the individual workouts in like the first week. I think, like, I think it might've been, um, I think it was Ben Bolin. I'm pretty sure. That, I don't think so. I'll find it. Uh, but he said, this guy said, if we were allowed to show video of Mac Jones' practice today, it would have, it would have canceled Cam Newton. That's what the tweet was. And I'm like, yes, thank you. This is what I've wanted. I wanted at this point until today, as much as I didn't want to say it, like I didn't think Mac Jones had done enough to take the job from Cam, right? And we've talked about this. We both agree. It, even if I thought Mac Jones should have started if it was close, I knew that Belichick wasn't going to do it unless Mac Jones was tenfold better than Cam Newton. Well, right. Cam Newton hasn't been there. And Mac Jones today finally was tenfold better than Cam Newton. Um, he missed like three passes. He was in command of everything. He was ch making changes, running plays, all in the heat, mind you. And then on top of that, did you hear about the fight that happened today at camp mm -hmm. between, the, between the linemen? Um, yeah, they were talking about baseball, according to David Andrews. Yeah, love it. Thank you, David Andrews, for talking <laughs> baseball. Appreciate it. Mind you guys, the Giants were in town, so you get little Yankees, Red Sox. Um, David Andrews didn't have any arguments probably today. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about them too. But after everything settled, Al – after everything, the dust cleared and, and, the, and the big men had to run a couple laps. Guess who ran the laps with them? Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Mac freaking Jones. Do you think Cam Newton does that? Just, just yes. a sincere question. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's fine. Yeah. You can believe that. Mac Jones is a rookie. I'm shocked. Not everyone thinks you're going to do that as a rookie, right? Um, I think I don't know how anyone can look at the, the numbers you saw, the way, the way people are claiming he played today and can't tell me, you can't tell me that he didn't overtake Cam for that first spot on the death chart. Now it could change again. It could, Cam's coming back tomorrow against the Giants again. They're going to do the same exact thing. I'll be interested to see how Bill handles it tomorrow. We'll talk about that next week, right? Because how do you think Bill comes in tomorrow and goes, okay, Mac, you had that wonderful day, but Cam's back. He's going to be quarterback one today. Like it might oh, be easy, Mac. Easy. easy. You think? A hundred percent. And I'll get into that in a second. Finish your thought. Then I got, I got a whole thing to go against no, you. You're fine. That's fine. Um, look, I'm not, I wouldn't be mad if he, the only reason why I could be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked that he does that is because Cam hasn't been there and Max been playing two days in the heat. Right. And he's thrown the ball a million times. So it wouldn't be a bad thing for him to not throw a ton. Right. Especially if he does in the back of his head, think he's going to have a chance to start. Like you don't want to kill his arm. Um, I think Bill, Bill has already seen everything he needs to see in terms of this quarterback competition. I don't think this game on Sunday matters. Um, I don't think – I think tomorrow is probably the last day that matters in his head who's going to start week one against the Dolphins. Okay. So, I know you've been on Mac, the Mac Jones hype trade. I'm not saying that I – you know I haven't – you know that I've told you I would prefer Mac Jones to start. But we have. But to he's got to earn it. it. Yeah. But, we, but not even that he has to earn it. We have to think of it this way. I was listening on the way home. So, before we recorded, I was driving home, and I was listening to – uh, Christian Arcand and Matt McCarthy at 98.5. And they were talking about this. And one story that they brought up that I completely forgot about, remember when the Patriots had a Dalis Thomas way back when? Yes. Oh, yeah. 
the story about how he missed a meeting because of a snowstorm and he couldn't just he just couldn't get in on time. Belichick sent him home. Yep. That was the Bill Belichick that Patriots fans have known for two decades now. Mm-hmm. But now it, it's just so different because he has something. I think it's because whenever Bill Belichick faced a Cam Newton-led team, he always had trouble with Cam Newton. So he figures if I get Cam Newton or ever get the chance to have him, I'm going to yep. utilize him and I'm going to win a lot of football games just like I did with Tom Brady. But the thing yep. is, you saw what Cam had. And you know what? Cam's only here on a – and we said it before. Cam's been here one year. He's back on a one-year deal, an incentive-heavy deal. So it's like if Mac is better, if he's been playing better, then tomorrow – so as we're recording on Wednesday night, tomorrow, which is Thursday, if he's the one getting all the you know first-team reps – then he moved the needle, and it's like, oh, shoot, he actually has a chance of actually starting week one. Do I think that's going to happen? No. I think they're going to stick with Cam. They're going to stick with him week one at least. And then if Mac jo- and then if Cam is struggling and Mac Jones is ready because they want to make sure he's physically ready, then you bring him in. But for right now, I-, I, don't th- I think no matter what, I think Mac Jones is in a situation where he can go out every day and go 25 for 27, 27 for 29, whatever it is, and he's still not going to start. That's just how it is, and we need to accept that for right now. Let's see that that those what he did today is pushing him over the top to being that 10, 15, whatever we talked about earlier in the offseason. He's doing it. He's doing what we thought he needed to do to be better than Cam to start. If Bill Belichick doesn't start Mac Jones, doesn't it kind of look bad? Like, if he little Jim Lee from the outside, and again, we don't see the video. We don't watch practice. But you're seeing everybody just say the same thing about today, right? If, if he keeps this up and, and has a good rest of the camp, and obviously they're going to have some time after Sunday to, like, get a couple weeks. It's going to be two weeks from Sunday, right, for the start of the season, So which is also amazing. But you look at that situation, do you really think it's not going to look bad on him if he, doesn't, if he starts Cam Newton? But we all know Mac Jones probably had a better camp. Because Diffin's day one, Bill has been saying it's an open competition. It's an open competition. Yeah, Cam. Yeah, Cam's our quarterback, but he's got to keep it right. He's been saying that since day one. He's been pretty open, but not open. as open as Bill Belichick ever is. Basically, I said this is a competition, right? If this is a competition right now, Mac Jones is your QB one as of today. I see. I don't think that's the case, though. I think he's still. It's still Cam Newton is the number one. Now, am I saying I agree with you? Not necessarily. I think Mac Jones, if he's better. And, uh, yeah, he had a great day today against, you know, the Giants defense, who, granted, they've had a lot of injuries, but it's an NFL defense, and he went out and he – All ones. All ones. All ones. Shredded apart. Shredded to pieces. Which was great. But it's still going to be Cam. You watch. You watch, Jared. Tomorrow on Thursday – so Thursday, August, I believe it's the 20... 26th. Well, yeah, okay. So Thursday, August 26th, Cam Newton's going to get the first-team reps. He's going to get all the first-team reps. Mac Jones is going to go back to the second team going to be exactly how it was before not saying i agree with it but 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 if they split the reps then it's like okay now there's a legitimate battle here because i just don't think the battle is legitimate i think cam's gonna be the starter i think split i think if they're splitting the reps mac has won the job like that's bill belichick tipping his hat because he's not going to just switch it because he's not going to want to tell you that mac jones is starting because He's just not like that. We all he, he prefers veterans. He doesn't like always like to start the rookies. Like this is Bill Belichick to a T. If what you just said happens and he start and they are splitting the reps tomorrow on the twenty sixth when Cam comes back from this 
joke of a hiatus, right? Doesn't that mean that Mac pretty much moves the needle enough to make him the QB1 without making him the QB1? I think he moves the needle enough to have Belichick make a difficult decision, but I think he's still going to stick with Cam because he's the veteran, because he has experience, because he's been here. Well, then what happens if tomorrow when Cam comes back, even if they don't split the reps, what happens if Mac's almost perfect again, does the same exact thing, and Cam has a rough day? Then, yes, then I agree. Then then you should be talking and maybe discussing Mac Jones as a number one. That I can give you. But if they're similar or Cam's better or whatever, it's still going to be Cam, and you know that. Mac has progressed so fast, and he's already, I, in my opinion, a better quarterback than Cam Newton will be, can be for you this year. Um, and I think, I, I think you agree with me in this statement. It's not a matter of when. It's, a matter of, it's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when it's Mac when. Jones is starter. That, now, that I agree with, and we've said it. Either if it's in the middle of the year of 2021 or the beginning of 2022, either way, I see Mac being the, the starting quarterback of this team in the future at some point. The only thing that makes me think about wanting him to wait, only thing, is dependent. We don't know, obviously, but like whatever that knee thing is going on with Mac Jones. Yeah, right? the physical, the physical. And, part we, of Mac and Jones. we don't know what that is, but we know he's been in a brace, testing different braces, which means he's not comfortable, and he's still performing the way he is. Right, looking good in, the, in mobility, but like again, it gets cold here. So what happens in December if his knee is still buggy? Right, um, right now in this heat, he probably barely felt his knee. <laughs> if anything's wrong, so. Um, that's my only thing of like, a, if there really is any issue, let him be the backup, let him get reps, take care of it. And then next year, or if he's even ready end of this year, and you really want to make the switch then fine. Especially if you suck. Like if Cam comes out and is terrible and, and the Patriots still aren't good, like then yeah, you make the switch. Um, even if he, if he can play, um, I think you make the switch anyway, but if he's really not healthy, then it might be a better idea to let him come be the starter next year. Right. And let's let get the knee right. Because that is your future. Right. We, I think they, they drafted him with plans to be the future for the next 10 years. Uh, of a quarterback, whoever passes Bill Belichick as head coach is going to have Mac Jones. That's the plan, right? Um, so don't mess up one year. Don't mess up your future for a, a, a season, right? When you do have Cam Newton. Um, I'm not disagreeing there. Like if he's not 100%, I don't want him on the field because that's your future. That's your next Super Bowl title. That, that's everything. Um, and if Josh McDaniels is your next head coach, that's, that's his guy. So all I'm saying is if he, all things equal health-wise – Right. When we, that's a big gift with Mac Jones right now. Today did enough for me to say, you know what? He did what I, I said we need, he probably needed to do. I think Mac Jones is, should be your QB1. And if he's already been splitting the reps tomorrow when Cam comes back, it's a tall tale saying that, like, hey, Cam, you probably aren't the QB1 right now. We'll see. It's going to be fun. Tomorrow is going to be a very, very important day for all Patriots fans, for the Cam haters, for the Mac haters, and for everybody in between. Which, like, let's be real for a second. I understand that I'm on one line of one side of that line for sure. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't hate Cam Newton. Like, no, you don't, you don't you don't. I think with I, you, correct me if I I'm just, wrong here. Yeah. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, I, I think you're, I think, I know you are. I think you're looking more toward the future. That's what I think you're doing. I, I think you're looking Cam, at, I know what Cam Newton is. Like I know Cam Newton is not a great passer and I know what I'm going to get out of Cam Newton. And even if you fix the mechanics a little bit, we know Mac Jones is going to be more accurate. And we know he just runs the Patriots offense the way they want to run it. So why am I going to push off another year and make a makeshift Patriots offense like that look black? Like, why am I going to do that when it's not what the Patriots want? It's not like we're Super Bowl contenders this year. So why aren't we just going to let the kid give it a shot? Because you need to know. If you don't know what you have in Mac Jones, then you are committing to him. Like, if you just let him start this year and figure out you don't have it, then great. You, got, you can move on. But, like, if you play him this year and you know, then now you can really start planning around him. You know what you have. Uh, look at it's like the Chargers last year with freaking 
Justin Herbert and Tyrod Taylor. It's the same thing. They're going to start Cam Newton. They shouldn't, but Tyrod Taylor started last year when there was no reason for him to. And then three weeks in, some doctor punctured his lung, and Herbert got to start. And then he never. And then Tyrod Taylor never got the job back. Now, would that have happened without the doctor puncturing his lung? Yes, I think Herbert would have started eventually. And that's what's going to happen here. I get as much as I don't want it to, and I still think Mac is Mac is going to earn the QB one spot. He's just not going to get it. Is what's going to happen. Um, I, now, now that I can give you that, that could be a realistic possibility where Mac outplays Cam in practice, in games, and that still doesn't play. That I could see happening. That's a realistic possibility. That's a Belichick thing to do. Like, that's what's going to happen. And then two weeks into the season, maybe five after the Brady game, Mac Jones is going to start. Like, that's what's going to – they're protecting him, and he's going to play outright better than Cam Newton the rest of the way, and most likely he will not get the job, even though he should be their quarterback one. Um, but it doesn't matter. My point is, at some point, Mac Jones will start this year it's going to be this year it's not going to be 2022 unless his knee really is a problem um which i don't think it is because he if his knee was really that big of a problem Al, he wouldn't be practicing he wouldn't be on the field um because they only have like him it's him brian hoyer and cam newton um so i think if they need to protect his knee he wouldn't be out there um that's the way i look at it does brian hoyer make this team probably because someone needs to babysit Mac Jones. <laughs> like that's pretty much it i heard be coach I heard a take today, and this is this is the best thing I've ever heard, and it was such a great loophole. The reason why they probably didn't hire Brian Hoyer as a coach for Mac Jones versus bringing him back as a player, Brian Hoyer didn't want to get vaccinated. Yeah, and coaches have to be vaccinated. Yeah, that makes sense. What a great loophole! If that's I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm not for it. Like, I think you all should, everyone should get vaccinated, but like, if that's really the case, like, it's a good loophole to keep Hoyer around. Like, now it sucks because you're only gonna have one quarterback that's vaccinated, right? Like. Look, you're seeing with Cam. If Cam was vaccinated, then none of this would have happened. He would have just shown up to practice. Because the only reason why this is happening, and everyone has to get tested every day, are the ones who are unvaccinated. Um, I don't want to turn this into that kind of show, but I'm just saying, like, the reason why Cam's gone right now is because of that. Um, and that's why everyone's encouraging it. The players, co- the coaches have no choice. Coaches have to be vaccinated. That's why you're, you saw some coaches earlier in the offseason, like, quit. Because yeah. they were like, nope. I'm like, all right, smell you later. Bye. Um, but, yeah, so – Two interesting nuggets out of camp today. Mac Jones might have overtaken the QB1 job as of right now. And Tony Michelle's finally no longer a Patriot. But um, tomorrow's going to be interesting. 826, the day Cam returns. Um, and then you have a joint practice game, joint game, obviously, against the Giants on Sunday. Uh, the final preseason game. It'll be, inter- it'll be interesting to see the snaps on Sunday, even. Um, because we all know the last preseason game, typically, which is usually the fourth one, but this is the third one, mm-hmm. is usually the one where the starters, the starters never play. Right? But but they also don't have a fourth preseason game. So do they play a little bit? And if so, who's the one that plays less? Because honestly, the one who plays less on Sunday, Al, is going to be the one who starts on, in week one. And, and that's for the case for every position, right? Um, whoever plays the least amount of snaps on that snap count chatter against the Giants on Sunday are going to be the starters at every position come week one against the Dolphins at 425 p.m., which I hate. Hate start season at 425. What are we doing? Oh, that's a yeah. one o'clock game. Why are they playing yeah. the Dolphins at 425? Get some viewers. Get some people to actually watch the game. It's a one o'clock matchup. That's the freaking Dolphins, and it's the Patriots who don't have Tom Brady right now. I, I get it's an interesting storyline, but it's a one o'clock game. What are we doing? One yeah. o'clock, by the way. If you can't tell, one o'clock p.m. One o'clock kickoffs are my favorite kickoffs in the NFL. Primetime games, way too late. Four o'clock games, now I'm worried about dinner and just it's still kind of meh. I'm already like half asleep because Sundays are, and I now have a kid. One o'clock games, prime. 
prime kickoff. I love the Premier League. The Premier League starts at like 7 a.m. And it just rolls on the way through the afternoon. It's great. Um, NFL London games, clutch like 10 o'clock kickoffs. Amazing. You know what else is amazing? Manscaped? Our friends at Manscaped. Guys, summer is still going on. It's not fall yet. Um, and I hope you've been unveiling your beach body. But you're, you're in luck if you haven't been because our friends at Manscaped earlier this summer launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes the lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, guys. There's now 4.0 that complement your summer bod with a trim from the leaders in male grooming. The sun is shining, and still, today it was like 98 degrees and humid. Uh, but the sun is shining. Call your name, guys. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for your hot guy summer, fall, whatever you want to call it, by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with our code. Of course, you know it by now. It's Couch Um It's still, guys, it's still hot as balls outside. Uh, it is and it's not going anywhere uh the way it, even if it's going to be 70 it's still going to feel like it's 85 because that's just the way New England works you want to be as clean as you can be downstairs the boxer briefs even like between the the nick free shaving and being clean all the time downstairs i, I use it pretty much on a daily basis because of its convenience and then i get the boxers to keep myself from chafing while i'm running around outside with my kiddo uh there's no better compliment to each other and of course, you guys, I'm bundling up, right, with Manscaped, the pack, the performance package 4.0. Inside the package, you'll find that lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop reviver, toner. I'm going to keep going. Performance boxer, I'm not done yet. And a travel bag to hold your goodies. First off, of course, the performance package 4.0 includes the new lawnmower 4.0. Trimmer's insane, guys, and I dare say it. It is the goat of ball trimmers. It is. I said it. The fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, new multifunction on off switch, can engage a travel lock, and, and guys, gives you the ability to run a 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for more precise shave. Did I mention, guys, this trimmer is waterproof? I use it in the shower. It's how I shave. It's so much easier. And with the light, you don't miss a spot. Um, it's crazy. And of course, if you guys want to take your grooming to the next level, the performance package also includes the Weed Whacker, the chop, your worst weeds up top in your nose and ear. Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses the 9,000 RPM motor, 363 rotary dual blade system now. It's kind of fancy. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in all of those delicate holes. And I say it every week, Al, we don't want nicks in your delicate holes. Seal the deal with Manscaped's liquid formulations. Before heading outside, guys, use the crop preserver ball deodorant so you don't stink down there and keep the game fresh in the heat. And after trimming the lawn and whacking the weeds in the heat, give your beach balls a boost and use Crop Reviver. Guys, Manscaped even threw in two free gifts in this performance package 4.0. We talk about them all the time. It's the Manscaped boxers. They're great. Uh, and the shed travel bag, which, of course, you can bring your comfort in boxers to a whole other level on the road traveling. Um, guys, you know that by now it's 20% off and free shipping with the code COUCHGUY20, COUCHGUY20 at manscaped.com. 20% off the whole order, free shipping with code COUCHGUY20. Escape the shrubs and weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped. I haven't escaped the weeds and shrubs outside. I have no time for yard work. But inside, there's no weeds or shrubs inside. And that's thanks to Manscaped. Happy yes. wife, happy life. Right, 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 Al? Yes, correct. In a number of facets, but this one specifically. Yes. Um, all right, let's talk about the Boston Red Sox. Ugh. Do we, do we have to? Uh, for two minutes. Matt Barnes sucks. Yes, he does. Okay, moving on. As soon as he got paid out, and this isn't even like an exaggeration, 
Like, as soon as he got his pay, paid, he was an all-star closer. He's one of the best in the game. Dude can't find out. And it's not even just him. There's nobody in this bullpen I trust right now outside of Garrett Willock. I know. It, it's funny because I saw his stats. Do I know what his ERA has been in the month of August? Um, no, I don't, but I'll listen to you. 15.19. You want to know what his ERA has been since the All-Star break? 20.2. 7.84. No, not as bad as I hoped. It's not as bad, but even so, you know, here's the thing with Matt Barnes, and this is something that I have repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly said about him. When he misses, he misses badly. His fastball, he misses up. His curveball, he can't throw it for strikes. It's the same thing with Matt Barnes. Now, I know we were celebrating. I know we were all happy because, you know, he was doing so well. He obviously made the all-star team this year, so good on him. But when you can't throw strikes and when you can't get the big outs when needed, I mean, Jared, they played the the Red Sox played the Twins the other night. It was 11-8. to eight. When he came in, I was like, oh, my goodness, he might not – like, we might lose this game. That's to the, that's to the point it's gotten. Hansel Robles had to come in and Ooh. shut the door and get the save. That, yeah, yes, exactly. Ooh. Your face says it all. It's disgusting. My goodness, and watching Robles know, pitch. I don't know what Alex Cora's deal is now with Garrett Whitlock. I know they're being like careful with him. I know they don't want him to so throw too much. Let him pitch. Let him save big games in big situations. You saw what he did in the series finale against Texas. He got the big outs when needed. He was able to settle down and actually – bone up and get the outs when he needed them to. And look what happened. Red Sox get a win in extra innings. Al, I'll ask you this. Go. If it's not Garrett Whitlock, who? Nobody. That's the thing. Nobody. And like, I'll reference who? I'll reference Christian Arcand and Matt McCarthy again on 98.5. They were saying the same thing. Like, they were saying maybe Josh Taylor, but that I don't like that. What was – Maybe Ottavino, but like yeah, – uh, And that's, that's uh, another name. He's meh. So it's like And he's and he was he, I would have been fine with him closing the first half of the season, but he's also been like it wasn't been as bad as Matt Barnes, but Ottavino also hasn't been as consistent as we we saw earlier in the year. So like do you want him to close big games? Not right now. The only no. person I trust for core to say, All right, go get me three outs and win a ball game right now is Garrett Whitlock. And they won't I know. It. He won't. And that's and that's gonna ultimately cause the Red Sox to miss out on the wild card because right now they're sitting, I think two and a half games or something behind the Yankees for that first wild card spot. You're up on Oakland by two games, but how long are you going to hold on? This team's barely hanging on by a thread. You're going to get the second wild card team and you're going to set this. You're going to get the second wild card spot at this rate because Oakland won't figure it out. And that's, that's the only other team I care about. Really. You're going to get the second wild card spot and either play the Rays or the Yankees. Right. And probably the Yankees, but like it could be, I think the Yankees could catch the race. But that being said, if it's the Yankees, you're going to play the Yankees in the wild card game at Yankee Stadium and lose. Yep, because you're going to have to face Garrett Cole, who's going to shut you down. You're probably going to have Chris Sale that's going to probably pitch you a decent game. And you're going to lose the game about 4-1. to one. That's what's going to happen. It, it'll, be, it'll be like one nothing or like 1-1 one, one when they both come out, and then the bullpens will suck ass and you'll lose like 5-2. I think it's going to be Chris Sale's going to go like six innings. He gives up like two runs. And then the bullpen gives up a few runs, and they lose the game four to one. That's I, that's what I really think yep. is going to happen. I believe it. Um, and you know what's sad, Al? This team was at multiple points earlier in the season, even in the All Star break, was one of, was the best team in baseball. Yeah, the best record, most wins, right there with the Giants. Guys, the Giants are winning the World Series. Like, let's not even worry about the Yankees here for a second. The Giants are going to win the World Series. Um, I'm rooting for the Giants to win the World Series. If the Red Sox can't get their shit together, 
because there's no one on that team I hate. And I like Chris Bryant a lot, and I'm happy he got traded there. So, like, I'll become a Giants fan if the if the Red Sox don't win. say Say it with me, Jared. The Red Sox were overachievers. That's what they were in the first half of the season. They overachieved so much, and they're coming back down to earth. I can't believe I fell for the stupidity that was how good this we team was. Yep. Um, and I hate to say it. It's a combination for me, actually, because I'm still, believe, I mean, still in belief that, like, Heim could have got an actual bullpen help and, and help this, right? Because right now the issue is the bullpen. Stars have been fine, Al, right? These games that you're losing, you're losing because the bullpen can't keep a lead. Al, but last night when you almost lost, you were up 9-3. to three. Hunter yeah. Renfro hit two homers for five RBIs, and you didn't mm-hmm. blow them out of the water? Like, mm-hmm. it's not the starting pitching. The offense has been up and down, but it hasn't been the problem for the most part, right? It's been the bullpen, which the bullpen is what overachieved earlier in the season. The bullpen – Day one out on into the triangle, you and I sat there and said, if this team is going to do anything, the bullpen has to get figured out. Well, it was figured out in quotes that first half of the season. And then they didn't do anything to add to it. except for Robles, who like, like knuckles the ball when he throws it. And that's it. And now the bullpen isn't figured out. And look what's happening. They're coming back to earth. They're going to get to 81 wins. All me and Al care about, thanks to the DraftKings Sportsbook here in New Hampshire. And that's all that matters right now. I will watch all the games because you know me, you know Al, and I will. If they make the wild card game, I'll sit there and watch the misery that will ensue us losing to the Yankees, probably. Yep. And then I'll watch playoff baseball. That's what's going to happen. And the next it's gonna year, it's going to be so stress free. Yep. And then hopefully they spend some money in the off season. They're going to have options, right? Um, Correa today said he's done Houston. He's like, I'm out. That's it. My last year, I'm done. Um, so he's going to he's going to be off. There's going to be options. Chris Bryant's a free agent after this year. Um, I wouldn't be shocked now next year coming into spring training. And this is something we, this is an into the triangle conversation, but like Tristan Cassis will probably be up next year to play first base. Um, you're going to see Duran here at a full-time basis. Duran was sent down by the way, yep. to Worcester. If we didn't all watch that happen. Um, but they said that they just wanted to get it back before the rosters expand. Cause he wasn't playing fine, whatever. Um, some of these young guys are going to take over next year. Al. Some of them are going to take over. It's going to be a couple years of young players. We're going to see so, so much for two minutes. My goodness. You get me and you going, and it, it's over. I mean, I look at last night. Some... Look at okay, but look at last night on that fantasy football stream. I mean, who put the leagues together? We had like eight baseball guys in there trying to talk fantasy football. Yeah, it was you, Al. And I know. I, I, I think I think eight, I think eighty percent of that stream we were talking baseball while we were drafting a fantasy football draft. It was great. I mean, I didn't mind. Sam certainly didn't mind. Um, yeah, well, of course, Sam Edwards doesn't mind because that's that's his mind is baseball baseball podcasting and baseball that's what it is which is fine sam's great um okay let's talk about something a little more happy what do you want to talk about celtics they extended rubber that's happy happy? yes Yes. you're right i don't like i don't hate this move at all um so they they extended robert williams uh it was a four-year extension four for 54 Four for 54. I just saw the breakdown too earlier today. Uh, first year is 10.7 million. Second year is 11.6 million. Third year is 12.4. And the fourth year, 25, 26 is 13.3 billion. So obviously it goes up every year. Um, he's only started 13 games in the NBA. That being said, yay or nay? Yay if he's healthy. Yay if he is healthy because that's your rim protector. That's your guy that's going to rebound. That is your guy that you are 
essentially being the trio with, with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And obviously I know Marcus Smart signed his extension, but realistically it's going to be the two J's and it's going to be Robert Williams and Marcus Smart's going to be almost smart is almost going to be like the Rondo from the 018. That's what he reminds I mean, he's your starting point guard. Marcus Smart's your starting point guard. There's no doubts about that. Now um, the Robert Williams extension tells me they know he's healthy. That's it. Because you don't sign this if you're Brad Stevens, if he's not healthy. Because right. that's a lot of money to dish out to a dude who starts 13, start 13 games. Now, that being said, I'm not mad about it. I love Robert Williams. I'm one of the guys that says, do not trade him unless it's for like Carl Anthony Towns. Like that, that's where I'm at. And this is, you know what this reminds me of? Al Jefferson KG situation. Back in the day when we were kiddos, um, I said back then, and this was, this was like high school me. So I was, I was an idiot. Still am. Don't trade Al Jefferson unless you absolutely get something great in return. Well, they got Kevin Garnett. So, like, that's a great trade, right? Don't trade Robert Williams unless you get something great in return. So, if you're going to tell me you're going to go get Carl Anthony Towns um, or something like that, fine. Trade Robert Williams. But that being said, he is locked up. And the better he plays, the better his contract looks in, like, two years if they want to move him. Exactly. Or, right? or if you keep him the whole time. The deal looks exactly. like a steal. The deal looks like a steal because you sign him early. That's the, it's like in the top 13 or top 14 of money right now for centers in the league. Give me till next summer. And that's going to change, right? That's the thing with NBA contracts. They just go up like a crap ton every year. And I know they saw TV money go down a little bit this year because of COVID. And I think that's why everyone's just kind of like signing for money and just try to get their money now. Um, this deal, this, this contract is going to look like a steal in two seasons. Mm -hmm. I guarantee it. Because you and I who watch a lot of Celtics basketball, right, and people in the market who watch a lot of Celtics basketball know what Robert Williams is. He's a stud. He floats the crap out of the ball. He can dunk. He can play defense. And you pay for that in the NBA nowadays, right? And he's working – and he's actually working on, like, a nice little post game. Mm -hmm. Outside of the market, you probably look at this and go, what the heck is Brad Stevens doing? But they're not in the market. I think this is a great deal for Robert Williams. Tatum loved it. He quoted the, quoted the Schefter. No, it wasn't Schefter. He quoted the uh, Wojnowski tweet. I'm mixing up sports icon stars here. And was like, yeah, my dog, I love it. Jason, it's a Jason Tatum approved deal, right? We're all, Brad Stevens is keeping Tatum happy this offseason. Yep. You're re-signing Smart, who he loves. You bring in the coach that him and Jalen Brown wanted, and Ime Udoka. And, and now you sign their guy in Robert Williams. You bring Alfred Horford back, who everyone knows they loved. Like, you're doing everything right. The only thing that I can think maybe tweak this was Kemba Walker, but do we really know how much they actually really loved Kemba Walker? They obviously didn't, and obviously they thought his contract was so ludicrous that they moved it to somebody else who then buys him out so that way he can go play for the Knicks. See, like, and don't you think if Jason Tanner really wanted Kemba Walker there, they wouldn't have traded him? I think they would have found a way to maybe restructure his deal or something like that. Yeah, I, but, like, they would, have tried, they would have tried to keep him. That was my point. Like, they wouldn't have traded Kemba Walker day one if, they really, if Tatum really wanted him there. Right. My point is, I'm going to make this point again. I love the Robert Williams signing. The Marcus Smart, we've talked about it. I love that. I'm okay with that signing too. It's the max you could get. It's not, a, it's not that much though, guys. It's not a lot of money. The NBA. It's he's probably actually worth more than that, the open market. Just saying. Um, Brad Stevens is doing a hell of a job. In his, his first time ever running a basketball team outside of coaching. Um, he's got a, a, a couple trade exemptions he's, he gets to use. Um, he's, he's trading away picks. That's fine because you know why? He wants veterans. He wants guys to surround those those jays with and now robert williams um al horford's here for probably just this season and then he's also movable at the deadline if you want to choose for some kind of assets there um but also in the meantime al horford's big for robert williams right those two got along really well when al horford was here 
was here and helped him a lot. And Al Horford teaches those guys how to be pros. Love Al Horford being back in Boston. Then you throw the, the Josh Richardson signing into this, right? We just said it, Al, he signed for an extra year, right? Um, do you remember the number off the top of your head? I don't have it in front of me. It's two for 20. The, the total extension is two for 24. And by the way, didn't I don't know if Robert Williams and Al Horford played together. He was, was it, on the team. Was, yeah. was, it, was it Williams' rookie year? They aligned somewhere. I think it might have been his rookie year. Um, or it was like the first real year he was up with the team the entire season. Because he was always because, back and forth, but like to Maine. But I think it was – I think they lined up. Al Horford was here for a lot longer than people remember. <laughs> no, he was, he was here for like four years. I know that. But I'm just trying to think because Robert Williams came here. He, this is going to be his third NBA season. And Horford, I think, when, when Williams was a rookie, I think Horford was in Philly already, I'm pretty sure. I think he signed I'm for that deal I'll in Philly. Uh, let's see. Basketball reference. But, yeah, I, I look at what is inspiring here. And then you look at the Josh Richardson thing. Um, and you say, okay, why did you sign him for an extra year? Because the two-year includes this year and next year, right? So it's one, he can't walk away for nothing. But two, this is kind of a win-win, right? If he's good, if he's bad, whatever, but you're not paying him that much anyway. But if he's good, you either get to keep him for not a lot of money, right? Because you signed him early and you get a good player again next year. Or if he's good, the contract looks great because he's not, he's not up after this year and you can trade him. Um, Brad Stevens is making everyone tradable. Everyone's locked up. Right, so if you want to go get something from a contender, if you really don't pull it off this year, Brad now has the ability to have a lot more attractive assets to free up more space to get a Bradley Beal, to get a Damian Lillard via trade, to get all these people who are potentially stars free next year. Now, next year's free agent class isn't like star-studded outside of Bradley Beal, right? It's the other player that would be good is like Goran Dragic, like like it's not a great class, but I'll let them spend. At that point, you don't need a stud. You have them. You have Jason right. Tatum. You have Jalen Brown. And don't trade Jalen Brown. Guys, he gets better every year. He gets better every year. Jalen Brown this year is going to turn some heads. He, he's going he's gonna to jump up into the top 25 in the league if he wasn't already. But, like, he's going to jump up that level. Tatum's going to be a top 10 player easily this year. Oh, yeah. Should be. You do not need the next Kevin Durant. You do not need the next Damian Lillard. You don't need that. You have it. You need to keep him happy and get him a third asset to play with. That's a Goran Dragic would be a great fit with them. A shooter who can stretch the floor. Um, you have other, Bradley Beal would be a good fit, obviously. Like, I think that's a good fit and they're best friends, but like they're wait, wait a couple years and see how pissed off Luca gets in Dallas and just trade for Luca. Like, you know, like that's a dream. That's a pipe dream, obviously, but like you don't need that guy. You have that guy. You drafted that guy. You drafted two of those guys. Really? You just need the pieces to go along with it. Uh, if you get, I hate to say it cause we say it every year, but you're one piece away really from yeah and that's after ha having a championship caliber team with Kyrie Gordon Hayward Al Horford and the Jays and then losing it you're still only now only one piece away a couple years later it's not a bad thing they could be a lot worse off for the way the Kyrie thing went um oh, yeah. I think it looks like it was Robert Williams rookie season that's what I'm seeing okay fair enough Al Selks aren't gonna be as bad as you'll think they can be they can be a top four team in the east if everything goes right and Dennis Schroeder coming off the bench. Nice little piece for the year. Mm -hmm. Help make some money next year, and, and you figure it out the year after. Like, that's fine. That's a good little ad from Brad Stevens. Held his ground, too, right? He knew what Schroeder was worth, and Schroeder played his game, and Brad won. Like, Brad's doing a great job. They got a new coach who Jason Tatum likes. I think Emei will be great for them. And I do, too. Also a trend there, Al. I think, like, he's, he's bringing in a majority of uh, uh, minority coaching staff. A lot of black coaches coming in. 
And that's a good thing, right? That's, that's going to just throw away the whole, like, we don't hire black people. Like, why would you want to come play for us? Like, we're throwing that out the window too. Good for Brad Stevens. He's doing everything right. I think, I think eBay has been doing most of the hire, right? Brad hasn't been involved in much of that. Uh, I don't think so. I think he's trusted eBay to do most of it. Um, South basketball is not that far away. Al. Thank end of August. Red Sox are going to be done soon. Probably. Um, you're going to have, you're about like a month left until the playoffs start. So you probably have the Red Sox done. Football starts in a couple weeks. Bruins right after that. And then got the Boston Celtics and we'll be back in the fall. Full swing of sports. Tuka Rask said today that he doesn't want to play for anybody but the Boston Bruins. So that's a win, right? If you're the Bruins fans. Um, and he did say, if someone asked him about money, this is the best thing ever. He said, I'll play for 250000 and unlimited Bud Lights. That's what I'll play for. Huh, I'm like, Tuka, see, I thought I didn't like you, but I like you. You're great. You figured out. Um, and RIP to Jimmy Hayes, too. Oh, yeah. I can't keep forgetting about that. Um, that was kind of out of nowhere. Do we know what it was? I don't, I don't remember. I think I do that. I, I don't think they came out with the, the cause of it, but obviously good kid, local Boston guy. Everybody had good things to say about him, played for the Bruins for a couple of years, won a championship at BC. So, you know, it, it's a tragedy. Thoughts and prayers to the Hayes family and, you know, RIP to a great person. Yeah, that, that came out of nowhere. Um, you know, obviously we send our best wishes to the family for sure. Um, all right, we'll leave it there. Got lots. We got all in tonight. It was a good show. Good. Had a lot to talk about. We pushed it off a night because of our draft, but we usually record last night. It worked out that we didn't record last night because we had – this would have been the prototypical us getting off the show and going, what the heck, every single time. It always yeah. drops. So we got away with it. Sonny Michelle traded. Mac Jones, de facto QB1 without being QB1. Um, and a lot of other things, and the Red Sox still suck. Recap of the show. There you go. CouchGuysports.com, all the written content, all the other podcasts. Uh, of course, on the network, wherever you can find podcasts, all the other podcasts are there, as well as us. This was episode 221. Go rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. That would be greatly appreciated. Um, Twitch, YouTube, all that stuff from the network as well. And uh, if you like fantasy football, got a lot of content around there. The two other drafts are going to be up on Twitch. This, are they all this week? Uh, next week. Next week. Oh, so we were just super early. Got it. Yeah, we, um, I just want to make sure we got ours done. Al wanted to be early. So hopefully none of my guys get hurt in this last preseason game or I'll be pissed. All right. Couch guy sports, two twenty one, in the books. We'll talk to you both next, uh, talk to you all next week. We should both be here. That's kind of what I was going for. See you guys. Bye guys.